Hey, Token CEO listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. If your manager is trying to stretch you, that's a great thing. And honestly, be grateful for being stretched. Like, I think being given projects that you don't know how to do and that you haven't mastered yet is a great, that's tuition for you. You're getting paid to learn. It's Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. This is the Token CEO Podcast. I'm Erica. I'm the CEO of Barstool Sports. This is episode number 268 for anybody who's counting. Before we get into it, let's say a huge thank you to Omega Accounting Solutions. I talked to the CEO of Omega Accounting Solutions last week. That guy cares about small businesses. Like it's all small business all the time, which is amazing. We love that. We had Wallow and Gilly do a feature with Jay, who's the CEO, all CEOs named Jay. Um, we had Wallow and Gilly do a feature with Jay last week, which was pretty awesome. And what I really love about Omega Accounting Solutions is their commitment to helping small businesses by doing what they do best, which is accounting, which is a riveting topic. What's awesome about Omega Accounting Solutions is that they can help your small business recover payroll tax overpayments And most importantly right now, up until March 31st, which is rapidly looming, they can help you figure out if your small business qualifies for the employee retention credit. The employee retention credit says that if you kept people employed during COVID, you are eligible to earn up to $26,000 back from the government per employee that you employed. Omega is a small business champion. They have teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. CPAs even turn to Omega for ERC guidance. The three-year sunset deadline for filing closes March 3rd, begins to close March 31st. So call 1-855-505-DAVE. That's Dave. 1-855-505-DAVE or visit omegataxcredits.com slash barstool sports now. All right. So it's Tuesday, March 21st. What am I thinking about? I am reading fairly obsessively about the Harvard women's ice hockey coach, kind of a niche topic, but you know how I love those hockey women. And I'm thinking about my friend, Brianna Decker. So the Harvard women's ice hockey coach has been there for 26 years. She's like the most winningest coach in maybe hockey, but certainly in women's hockey. And now 16 players have come forth and there's all these allegations of harassment and insensitivity. Between that and reading about the Reinas and the men's U.S. uh, soccer team, I'm like, why the fuck would anyone want to be a coach? I think coaching is amazing. I'd love to be a coach, but you have to deal with a lot of tough stuff. It'll be interesting to see what happens at Harvard. Also excited for the Miami Open this week. My guy, Carlos Alcaraz, is playing. He just won the championship at Indian Wells. I was texting with Hubs all weekend about the tennis. I love watching tennis. It's actually it was great to watch Indian Wells this weekend. I will try to watch a little bit out of Miami. I feel like I'm in Pennsylvania every single week, so I'm doing a lot of Penn stuff, which is great. And then just willing Barstool Sports to get through March Madness. So that's what's happening. All right, so let's get into Q&A. So today's a Q&A episode. Hi, Erica and team. I'm a longtime listener, and I'm very appreciative of the podcast. That's amazing. We appreciate you. I'm a sophomore in college studying finance and trying to navigate setting myself up for a future career. I've gotten great feedback and compliments from advisors that make me confident in my abilities and what I have to offer. 
but I find it hard getting unbiased advice about my future. Hmm. I mean, I guess she's asking or he's asking me what to do with their future career. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what to do with my future career. I had lunch with the Chernin guys today. They're like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I think all advice is biased, right? So like everybody's piece of advice comes from somewhere and comes from some experience that you didn't have and they had. So I would take all advice with a grain of salt. I would not buy your own hype. So sure, there's going to be people who think you're great. There's people who don't think you're great, but they're going to tell you you're great. There's going to be people who think you're eh, but they're going to give you good advice because they give good advice. Advice. And then there's people that are just like, stop talking to me and they're going to say something nice to you to make you go away. So what I would say is the more you can get experience, the better off you are. So just inhale as much experience as you can. Um, I would read as much as you can, like be an informed be an informed participant in guiding your own career. Yes, get as much advice as humanly possible. Take notes when somebody gives you advice that's respectful ingest that re- that advice and figure out what you want to keep and what you don't want to keep. And then also make sure that you're giving your own, you're feeding your own gut. You're giving yourself your own advice. I actually got a funny email last night. So I got an email last night from a woman named Emily who had applied for an integrated marketing job here. And she's about to graduate from college and she attached her resume and she basically was like, hey, I think your recruiting team sucks. Like I applied for this job and then they told me that I didn't get it because I had too much social media experience. And the, I would say the email was like, was to me and Dave. It was like 20% like whinging, like I didn't get the job. You know, it was probably 20% accurate of like, hey, maybe our folks could have done a better job explaining why this person didn't get picked. And then I think it was probably 60%. This person was probably like, I'm never going to get a response. I'm just going to fire off an email. So I was in the car on the way back from Pennsylvania and I was like, oh, I'm going to respond to this email. So then I went into the email. And then I went into a resume and I was like, okay, like, here's your resume. Like, here's three things I would change in your resume. And I'm going to give the feedback to our recruiting team because I think that's just always good feedback to have. One thing weird is I think it's bad to have sharp things pointed at you. So like, if you're at a table or something, don't have sharp things pointed at you. So anyways... Also, that would be my advice at your career. Don't have sharp things pointing you. And if you're going to point sharp advice at somebody else, be ready to get some feedback. Second question, what to do when your manager keeps giving you stretch projects without rewarding you for the six plus ones you've already successfully led? No increase in compensation or title and no clear steps on career pathing. At this point, I'm ready to start saying no because it's not worth sacrificing my work-life balance or mental health and stress levels. So look, if you think you're going to get promoted because you've completed six projects or you're going to get a raise, I am sorry, sorry, sorry to report that you are probably a little bit unrealistic. So if you don't like your job or you don't like your manager and you feel like you're being unrecognized, I think you need to take a quick step back and be like, am I just annoyed and have a big ego or am righteous about myself or am I actually being underappreciated and underrecognized? Sometimes I think it's easy to get caught up in being like indignant and seeing things only one way when you can get some new perspective and looking at things uh, with a new lens. If your manager is trying to stretch you, that's a great thing. And honestly, be grateful for being stretched. Like, I think being given projects that you don't know how to do and that you haven't mastered yet is a great, that's tuition for you. You're getting paid to learn. 
if your manager isn't grateful for the work that you do, doesn't recognize the work that you do, and look, if you're not, if it's been two years since you've gotten a raise or it's been a year since anyone's had a career conversation with you, then I would be a little bit like, screw you, dude. Like, what are we doing here? But in general, I think you've got to really decide what do you want? Do you want to, do you want to make the most of this experience to get the most experience out of it? Do you want to only do as much as you need to do to get the next title or to get a raise? Is it some combination of both or is it neither? So I think the person who wrote this sounds bitter. And if you're bitter about your work-life balance and you're bitter about your manager and you're bitter about your stress level, then you need to make a change. And I think you need to understand, is it something you need to change within you? Do you need to change your job? Do you need to change your manager? Do you need to change your field? Or do you need to change your attitude? And I think that it re- the taking a step back and thinking about that would be a really good thing. The next question. I recently applied to a role that I really wanted and I didn't get it. The hiring manager reached out to me and asked me to apply. He said great things about me prior to the interview and after the interview as well. When he told me he didn't get it, he had nothing but great things to say. He said my interview was perfect, and if he had two offers, I would be getting one of them. The guy he hired had 12 years experience over me and 16 overall at the company. I've only been working at the company for four and a half years. How do I overcome this and come back stronger so when the next opportunity comes around, I'm sure to get it? Awesome question. Well, one is I'm sure he meant what he said and the fact that you've had four and a half experience, four and a half years of experience and you're competing with someone who's had 12 years of experience means that you are doing decidedly something right. I think the second thing is like, it's okay to lick your wounds a little bit and it's okay to have your ego be a little bit bruised and it's okay to be like, oh, that sucks. I really wish I got it. I think what you can do now is try to take on as much as you can, do it as well as you can with the best attitude you can, and to keep taking on opportunity, to keep taking responsibility. Who knows if the guy with 12 years experience is going to work out? Most times things don't work out. Like when I miss out on something that I really want and somebody else gets it, I'm like, okay, they're probably going to crash and burn in like two years and then you get the opportunity. So I would just hang tight. I would focus on keep doing what you're doing because you're doing something right. And I would also, you know, I'm not one to be like, hang on and stick it out. But in this case, you might want to hang on and stick it out for a little bit, but also keep your eyes open to similar jobs somewhere else. And mostly just focus on keep growing your experience, growing your authority, growing your responsibility, and good things will happen for you. All right. That was it for today's episode. It's a short one. Sorry, it's a little bit late. I was late. Um, and we'll see you back here Thursday. <laughs>